Welcome to the Social Fishing Podcast. My name is Reese Creed. I'm a passionate angler and I want to share as much as I can about the sport we all love. On this podcast, we speak to incredible anglers, sharing a wealth of priceless knowledge, all to help you reach your fishing dreams. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's begin. Welcome everyone to episode 15 of the Social Fishing Podcast. How good has the weather been over the past few weeks? We have beautiful warm days and there is no better time to be out on the water fishing but now. Now in this episode, Talis and I sit down once again for our monthly chat now and in this episode, we talk about a few of our recent fishing trips and what's been happening and what we have learned from each outing. Rather than focusing on a specific topic like we have done uh, in previous episodes, we just talk about what we've been doing lately and share those things with you. Now, we start the episode off with some updates on where we have seen some great fish being caught. So, things through social media and what we've heard from people and which places are fishing really well. We then jump into some of the listener questions that we have received from you guys. So, thanks heaps for sending them through, through the social fishing accounts. We have had a couple come through and we're going to read them out in this episode. We touch on uh, our trips to Blaring, chasing cod and also yellows and what we've been finding out and what techniques are best and just because we talk about blaring it doesn't mean it's the only place these techniques apply wherever you are in the country chasing golden perch or cod in the lakes that are open these techniques you can apply and adapt and and everything we talk about you can absorb take on board and learn from Talos has also had some incredible trips on the local river the Murrumbidgee and he shares what has been working for him including a technique that he hasn't tried a whole heap before but he managed to land some great fish using it on this trip and we talk about this and heaps more in this episode. Another thing I'd like to mention before we jump into this episode is I'd love to hear your ideas for topics or people you would like us to interview. You can send these into us through the free social fishing accounts where you submit your listener questions. Send them through there and we will receive them and we'll go through them and hopefully any of this feedback will help us build up a better podcast. We would love to hear exactly what you would like us to talk about, different techniques, waterways, even things like our boat setup, how we approach a trip. It could be anything. Plus, we want to know what people you'd be keen for us to interview. So, please let me know. Now, before we jump into this episode, I want to say a massive thank you to our sponsor, which is Ignite Lures. These guys have been a great sponsor for the podcast so far and are continuing to support us. They are an incredible soft plastic lure that work wonders on giant lake cod. Now, some of you guys will have seen the new news from Ignite that they are working on a smaller model, which is 160 mil in length, much smaller, but the perfect subtle offering for lake cod and also river fish. One key thing to note that I love about uh, the cod furies and especially the smaller one, both of them come like this, but the smaller one is the fact that you can rig it line through. So it comes designed as a line through system, which they use a lot for, you know, some of the European fish they target on line through systems. We don't use it a whole heap here for cod but this has a really unique setup that I think will work wonders and I've already caught some good fish using this line through system. So what it does is it comes with an internal weight a treble hook and it's ready to go in the packet. Now, we've been testing them. As I said, they swim absolutely incredible and the cod are going to love them. First night testing uh, this smaller model in Blaring, I managed to land a nice small little cod, um, exactly what they're designed for, all size fish and I'm sure there'll be plenty more to come. 
Now, without further ado, guys, let's jump into this episode uh, where Talis and I sit down and talk fishing. Plenty of tips and content in this episode as the two of us chat about some of our recent fishing trips and share with you the things that we've learned. Welcome, guys, back to another episode of the Social Fishing Podcast. And in this one, Talis and I, once again, we're going to sit down and talk about heaps of fishing. And we're actually just going to be talking about our recent trips, what we've learnt from our recent trips and what we've been doing. And you've had quite a few trips recently, haven't you? Yeah, sure I have. Good day, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty good two weeks on the water. Only a couple of trips, but uh, they've been probably my best sessions uh, for a while. So, yeah, I'm keen to talk about them and talk about yeah. what I learnt and... Um, how they went down. And you've been chasing cod yellows because obviously you can chase cod in blaring. Yep, we sure can. Yep, one good cod session, one good yellow session. So yeah, uh, can't complain about that. It's been good. Nice, nice. So what we'll do first of all is we've already launched our listener questions. So we've had a couple come in already. And if you've yet to send any in and you've got questions for us, make sure you fire them through. Uh, we're happy to chat about, talk about, answer any questions you have. So what we'll do is the first one we have here um, is from Boogie Ferguson. Um, now, he's from Queensland. Now, he's talking about Murray Cod on surface, and the question is, what are the rules and regulations in closed season? Uh, like, for example, um, are there certain lures that we're not allowed to use, and does your line class have to change? What to do if we accidentally hook a cod, and do we have to take anything out of the boat, like surface lures and large lures? Mm. Now, it's a bit of a tricky question, eh? It is, yeah. It's something, like talk about off air, it's something that I don't think, yeah, there's a good answer for it. Um, there's definitely a couple parts we can answer. Um, like, we know exactly what to do. If you do accidentally hook a cod in close season, yeah. um, we know that you've got to take care of it, leave in the water, still get a couple of photos, um, which is fine, but just take, take extra care of it and yeah. just make sure it goes back, you know, Un under 30 seconds or under a minute yeah so the rule is is if you accidentally catch a cod it's do everything in your power to get it unhooked and back in the water as quick as you can yep. so based on that rule photo isn't deemed as a necessary release thing but we True. still take a quick snap in the yeah, water yeah there's nothing we're not hurting the yeah yeah you're not not hurting it the, doesn't no. hurt to just no, take that's quick it. photo a quick photo is fine but um yeah we just try and you know make it make it quick a quick process and just get it straight back in yeah, especially just minimise <laughs> the time. If, if you do have to take it out of the water to get the hook out, just do that quickly because yep. it's better than holding it in the water and stressing out. Yep. It's mainly think about the point of if the fish was breeding, um, you know, you just want to get yeah. it back there yeah, as quick right. as you can. That's so it. that's the rule, the sort of the rule there. The rest of them, it's very hairy because yes, there's yeah. no rule in terms of the size. Now, I will look into it and Queensland, New South Wales, Victorian rules are all different. Yeah, that's so true, yes. I've had a quick look into it and in terms of where this content published, it doesn't actually say, you know, you cannot use a lure over mm. 80, 100, 150 mil. Yep. So, because 150 mil lure can catch a golden perch, but we that's all right. know that, you know, that's you're obviously not targeting mm, golden. So, right. from your point of view, what kind of lure would you use up to of a size um, in spring? In, yeah, try to use uh, nothing over 70, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, 70's probably your max. You know, 60 and 50 are perfect for golden perch. So, if you're throwing anything, you know, uh, 80 or 90, it's, nah, it's, I don't think that's... That's applicable. Yeah. You know, you're gonna still get the yellows, but it's just not. Yeah, I wouldn't be throwing anything over seventy. Yeah, yeah. So, and and in terms of lures, like, um, you know, if you're fishing a river and you you got a river that's full of of nate, like yellows, say yeah. you're fishing a section, try and target the areas that have got more goldens. Yeah, but then yeah. Is it all right for me to throw a five eight ounce spinnerbait, the same size spinnerbait I use all the time? True. 
you know, a spinnerbait is a spinnerbait and you might need it for that waterway. So mm. if you've got nine out of 10 fish a cod and you're using a lure like that, yeah, probably not ideal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it, it, yeah that's not too bad. Then spinnerbaits aren't, aren't huge. Um, not, yeah, maybe put a little plastic on the end of it, not a big one, yeah. s- stuff like that. And um, fish areas where the gold yeah, is Yeah, that's right. Try yeah. to avoid. avoid the big logs and stuff like that. But it, it is a bit of a tricky one. I know it some is. people are against it. Um, we're obviously not, but we, we do the right things when we're you on the water. You mean people are against fishing rivers full stop? Is that what you get? Yeah, I've, I've heard the theory that um, people think that um, you, should leave you, sh- you should leave them alone um, for the time. But I, I disagree. There's a lot of good yellow fishing to be had throughout spring. For example, we're going to talk later on. You yeah. had a session on the river. Session. Yep. You caught eight yellows, no cod, That's because right. you were fishing four yellows. We were using and lures that you know, weren't going to get cod and we didn't get any cod, so it's yeah. pretty much the ideal situation. When I go out this time of year and if we can get three or four yellows, I'm happy because I'm like, you know, catch cod, it's all, it's fine, but if we don't, then I'm like, that's good because, you know, we've got the yellows. Yeah, because what do you reckon, maybe five to one in your area, there's five yellows to every one cod? Oh, it'd be even what? less than that maybe, I reckon. Three to um, one or We've something. had sessions where we've caught, More you know, cod. half, half, half. Yeah, um, true. So but I reckon it's pro- three to one, maybe. Yeah, depends how you approach the water. That's right, and we, and we approached it. Um, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, we yeah. approached it with the right lures, and we got the right results. So in terms of um, taking anything out of the boat, I don't think you get in trouble if you had a tackle box full of lures and it still had your cod lures in it. Yeah, that's right. It's like it's not going to hurt. You can mm-hmm. have them there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't need them if mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. That's to right. take them out. But for example, for me, if I was fishing, you know, a river here, or say I was going to Burrinjuk and then shooting a blaring. Well, if I'm doing that quickly, because blaring, we can still target big yeah. cod. I'm going to leave those lures yeah, in there. That's right. So you can have your big lures. Your line class doesn't have to change. No, you can cast a tiny lure or troll a tiny lure on 50 pound if you want. That's right. Um, I was using 50 pound on Sunday. Yeah. Um, with yeah, using the lures we were using. I didn't have any other bleeder actually, but it, it doesn't matter. Is it, it is. because that's because that's your river setup? Yeah. It is. Yeah. I just had it on. Um, didn't have any 20 or 30, so left it on and. Um, yeah. This, yeah, I don't think There's the class matters at all. No. no, nothing wrong with that. So next question, that, that sort of answers that question. I'll do a little bit of research. Yeah, that'll be talk. good actually. Good to know even for us because it is, like you said, it's a bit hairy. Yeah. People. yeah so it's, it's, a, it's a good question actually because it's something that um, people need to know. And if there is, it'd be good if a fisher could, could just make a cutoff um, for the lure size. And yeah. say if you're using a lure over uh, 90 mil, you know, that's a fine and people will obey it. So yeah, that's that it's, it's, it, it would be a good rule. And I haven't seen it, but I'm hope maybe it, it's probably I don't know if it's out there or not. I, I don't think it is, but yeah, I'll do I'll some research. It, yeah, that'd be good to know. Figure it out. So next question is from Cody. Uh, Cody asked, "Do you think the number of carp in our waterways are in decline as the number of Murray cod grow?" And second question, "Do you think we'll ever see a day when carp are extinct in Australia?" First question, what do you think? Um, I think the numbers are growing, probably of carp <laughs> in, our, in where I fish. The last few years, the river, and we've both seen it, river and um, blaring, I think there's a lot more getting about. Um, I know they caught a nail on them, but carp are carp. They breed like no tomorrow. And I, yeah, I, I obviously can't, I don't know if what, what's happening, but yeah, I definitely don't think they're, they're, they're on the fall because cod are you know, eating them. Yeah. yeah. The, the cod are rising, which is good, but yes. the amount that they reproduce is ridiculous. It is. Like it's millions of eggs per, I think yeah. it's like, I, think, I don't know if it's 100,000 eggs per kilo or it's even more, it's, I think. Yeah, so you think that's how many they are. Cod would eat a lot of them. They, they would, would. But yeah, once they, they get would. to a 40 centimetres plus, mm. they've got a pretty good chance of getting to 80. Mm, that's right. Uh, and you know what blaring's like? You don't, never see any small carp. They're all huge. and <laughs> You know, I can't see a 20-pound cod eating a 10-pound carp. 
No, yeah. and I reckon there's a lot of big ones and there's not many small ones because they do get cleaned up. Yeah, that's right. And I reckon that's in that March period, March, April, when there's a lot of food around and they'll be small and they're just, just smashing them, yep. which is probably why we don't fish up there much at that time of year because the, the fishing kind of slows down, yeah. probably because there's a lot of food. Yeah, you're right, yep. But the big ones, once they get through, say if 100, mm. 200, 500 small ones get through every year, that's another 500 big car. Yeah, that's right, yep. So... You know, they're definitely not in decline, and that answers our second question. Do you ever think there'll be a day where carp are extinct in Australia? Not at all. Unless this virus goes through, then not a chance. Except for what? Oh, the virus. Yeah. Yeah. Unless that happens. That's another whole topic of conversation. But, yeah. No, there's no way that cod are ever going to clean them out. Not no, the, the only way they'll go extinct is if we all go extinct in an ice age or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not leaving. They're here to stay, that's for sure. Yeah, so I don't know whether we embrace them, we, we fish for them, we, I don't know what we do, but I, I love yeah. targeting them. Like, I grew up fishing yeah. for them, you fish yeah, for no, them. Yeah, I fish for them a lot. Back Creek. Yep. Um, they're just... Yeah, I'd, I'd, if they were going for my Back Creek, I'd be feeling nothing to do in summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right, that's right. So there's a couple of questions, guys. Send them through if you've got techniques uh, you want us to talk about, any ideas or any thoughts or any places that we fish that you want advice on. Just send us through questions, and they're all inside the social fishing account. You can sign up for free. Click on the button that says um, submit your list of questions right away, whatever you want. Easy as. Next of all, we're just going to talk about, talk about sorry, a few recent updates of what we've seen, what's been happening around you know New South Wales, Victoria, where we've seen fish mm-hmm. biting. Mm-hmm. The, the yellows feed in some lakes before others, and it's really Certainly. weird. It's it's yeah, evident for sure. Yeah. yeah. So Windermere, unbelievable fishing. Mm. When I was there a month ago, it was unbelievable, and it is still going crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, which is which is really cool. Murray caught over twenty fish yesterday. Yeah, I've seen that. Day before, crazy. Yeah, just There's masses still, of fish. And even though a lot of people know that it's getting getting a lot of pressure, they just still seem to bite. No, they're just stupid. Aren't it's, they? Yeah, they're crazy. They are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> even people that you know don't even know what they're doing would, would be nailing fish, like yeah. It would, yeah, it wouldn't be hard. Well, it's yeah. Either they're a real dumb fish, or they yeah. just love well, food. food. That yeah, much they're just crazy. That they just eat and eat and eat mm. and eat and eat. Yeah, there's just it's nothing like I've never no. fished a place like it. In terms of a couple of the other waterways, like if you if you're planning on fishing, say Eildon. Uh, Burr and Jack Blairing, they're going to fire come November. Like they take a bit to warm yeah, up. Yeah. So probably could be because of the cooler water also, but um, yeah, definitely. And, and, and the deep, yeah, cool deep deep water. But well, think about it. Burrendong's been firing from okay. what I've seen. You seen? I've seen I a have. heap of yep. stuff social and media. That's because Burrendong is because it's up higher. It's mm. north. They've had yep. warmer days. Yep. That's right. Yep. Plus the lakes hasn't got all that much that's water. What, in that's it. what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, it's four percent. Yeah, mm. so it doesn't have a whole heap of water. I don't know if that's making a difference to it heating up quicker. But, yeah, it could do. But, but, I'm not sure. but it's warmer up there, so they're firing up there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, It's firing well, actually. Yeah, mm. masses of fish. Mm. And I'm pretty sure, by the sounds of it, they're sitting in on the edges. Yep, um, people which, is, fishing which is good the to edges, see. Yeah. So uh, imitating yabbies, things like that. Yeah, no, good to see. Eildon will fire last because it's closest to the Southern Ocean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's cooler. It fires late November for the, anyone heading there, late November. But but come late October, they'll start to catch fish. And yep, obviously blaring. in Blaring as well. Because yep, your old man caught a couple of fish on the weekend. He did, yeah, he had a pretty good session. Um, using a bit of bait, a few lures, caught about half-half and he ended up with 12. So it's good to see. Uh, he fished the top end of the lake, which gets warmer quicker. Yep. Um, and I know you were down the bottom end of the lake yep. um, and fished a little bit for him, but had no success, but up the top. Um, shallower water um just seems to get a bit warmer quicker, warmer quicker did, yeah did so. he tell you what the temperature was he didn't actually but it would have been good to know but i'd say do you know what it was when you were there yeah it was only 15 and 15 and yeah i'd say it would be it'd be at least two degrees warmer up the top you think so yeah, yeah. i reckon 
So which could, which sometimes makes a huge difference. Yeah, massive. Mm. Well, fifteen yeah. to seventeen. Yeah, that's huge. Drastic yeah. difference. Yeah, that's huge. Especially when you're fishing shallow. He was fishing mm. shallow. He was. Yep. So three, three meters less. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, this. Yeah, because it's warmer, they're pushing up to the edges still. Um, they haven't moved out deep, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll get on later on, we're going to talk about those recent trips, and I'll tell you what I did, yep. how I approached it, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Lake Hume as well. Yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. Some big fish yeah, coming out of there. Yeah, huge. And huge. I would have to say that every lake has a lot of big fish. Um, mm-hmm. Hume is one I seem to see some monsters come out of. Back, way, way back, I saw one that was over 70 centimetres, a photo of a centi- yeah, wow. 72 centimetre gold now, Hume. The, yeah, they... That is massive. They get big in there, so 65 like. this week. Yeah, wow. Well, come out of there. Huge, yeah. So Hume, Hume mm. has got some big fish mm. in it, and they're biting. So it's good. Good Hume's worth a trip, and obviously there's See, quite a few listeners um, around. What's Aubrey. the go of Hume? I haven't fished it before, but do you? It's like you said about Eildon. It's low. Why? Why is it? Why is it firing? Yeah. Um, is it a bit of a dirtier lake? It or is, is dirtier, it a shallower. But it's if you compare it to say Blaring. Uh, Blaring's water comes from Junamar, so it's cold and it comes out of That's the bottom right. of a dam. Yeah. Eildon is south further, which is why it's cold. Yeah. So even though Blaring's up around the same area, it's cold yeah. water. Yeah, yeah. Humes is a slow f- flowing, comes out of, uh, the water comes out of Cancobin in the Murray, yeah. but there's a fair few kilometres of Murray, so that water's okay. warm before okay. it hits right. Hume. Okay. So Hume will fire earlier. Right, it's because it's not going to yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, so Hume will, will fire earlier. But then again, it can get, depend on the weather in the area at that time of year. That's you know right, I mean? and obviously we've been having good weather. Yeah, but we've had cool nights up here. True. Around Blaring. So, yeah, that's true. Burrenjuk too. We've had yep. quite cold nights mm. until this week. Mm-hmm. I haven't fished Burrenjuk. I haven't heard of anyone fishing Burrenjuk, but you'd be able to catch them there by now. I'd say so, yeah. It's usually pretty consistent. And you can sort of catch them all year up there, but I've, I've got a couple of mates that have been up there with not much luck. No, okay. Actually, sorry, one mate got 10 the other day. On trees? Uh, on trees, yep. Uh, I know the AYC comp was there two or three weeks three weeks ago. Yeah. There was 140 fish caught, I'm pretty sure. Between? 40 teams, maybe. So that's, that's a bit of a guess, fish, but yeah, yeah. So I think it was pretty slow, and I think the top three teams sort of caught the majority of the fish, so yep. pretty, pretty slow going, old Barrenjuck. Mm. Yeah, but it's more of a summer thing, trees, the fish Tree. sit yeah, down that's deep right. yeah, on yeah. the trees. No, it'll, pick, it'll pick up for yeah, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's what's been going on. And obviously, if you've got a local river near you, you know, chances are if you've got golden perch in there, they'll yep. be starting to feed. And we're going to talk about your yep. session on the biggie. Yep. Another thing to mention, trout season opened on the weekend. Yes. Uh, you heard anything about trout? So it opened, yeah. So you will hear this podcast a week after trout opening by the time it comes out. Okay. Um, no, I haven't, but... I know, you know, with great warm weather like this, the trout would be chewing. Yeah, they would be. Um, I've seen a young fella uh, caught a 70 centimetre trout on the weekend. No way. In the Tumut. Yep. In the Tumut River. Yeah, Tumut River. 70 centimetre. 70 centimetre. Rainbow. Yep. Rainbow. Rainbow. Holy. Mm. It was huge, yeah. I'll show you the photo after, but yeah, big fish. Well, how big is that young one? Like, too. Yeah. I've met him before. Uh, ben Cassidy, I think his name is. He catches a lot of good fish around here. Um, wow. Yeah, huge. It was his PB, but he's, he's caught fish in the 60s before. Well, how sure. big was that fish that I caught in the f- f- when we filmed in the freshwater mini series? It wouldn't have been oh, 60. nothing close. No, 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 50, 55 maybe. 50. But, oh, this fish was huge. Um, the colours and everything. I don't know if it's out of the. I'm guessing it's out of the fish farm maybe. Like, maybe it had that sort of colour about it. So but, you reckon maybe yeah. it came out of the goob when it flooded years back? It, it they, had them colours. Those yeah. fish got caught out of the, the goob. Had those yeah. massive trout. Yeah. And heaps of them got yeah, caught, yeah. but there'd be still some here and oh, there. Certainly. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That was big. Huge. That is a massive yeah, trout. Well. 
Yep. That's the go. Um, yeah, so trout season's open, and with the warm weather, what a, a tip for trout is the warmer the weather, the better the fishing until it gets too hot in the small creeks. Yep. So right now, the small creeks would be the go. Fish yep. any small creek because it's yep. not boiling for them, so they're going to be feeding. But because we've got no water around this summer, they're going to really be tough once oh, yeah. it hits it's December. sad to say. I know we had, it would have been nearly three years ago or two years ago now when we had a few good sessions up, up top, and you know how small them creeks are if we... No rain, and it's going to be a harsh summer that I can see them being no good for years to come. It's, yeah. it's sad to see because there was some good fishing to be had. When I was young, young, we used to go up there and just smash them. And yeah. there you go up there, and there's a trickle of water, and like I, I feel like all the trout are dead. Like yeah. Would not even would not even bother. It's sad to see. They'd either die or they'd make it back to a bigger water body yeah, they if would. they can. A lot of the time, right, they yeah. down. You know what some of the creeks like where we have fish. Yeah, so they're stuck yeah, and they bad. die. Yeah, they would. Yep. So that's that's really sad. But if you're going to fish small creeks, do it early mm-hmm. yep. and then come back to your larger rivers. But your larger rivers are going to fish well now. And the good thing about yep. any tail races that come out of the bottom of dams is they fish better right in the middle of summer when there's so much food yep. around. Trout are very, they love their food. They do, yep. And as long as the water's still cold, which it will be, they're, they're good spots to yeah, fish. that's right. So, very good. That's a bit of an update. Let's talk about some of the trips we've been doing lately and what we've learned from those trips. Yep. Um, mine haven't been overly successful. Yours yeah. have been. Yep. Uh, let's Start go. Start with yours um, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So two weeks back, I was up on Blaring. Mm-hmm. Night session. Um, we went out. It was just like a normal trip. You get there late. Uh, we had to pick out our bank. Now, I went straight for the dam wall yep. because the dam wall's full of fish and we had uh, the new... Ignite Cod Fury that we're testing for Ignite. It's a small version. It's 160 mil, so it sounds like a big lure, but it's actually quite small. It is, yeah. Like you could catch flatties. It's it's designed for flathead. Perfect all around size, yeah. I really like the ones. Yeah, really good. Yeah, you can run it as a a tail on a spinnerbait, or Mm. you can fish it weedless in the river. Um, But its it's prime design is to basically just catch anything and everything, and it's easy for someone to cast. Yep. Rigged it as line through, so the the furies are actually designed as line through. Mm. And I, the, I caught a cod uh, end of winter when I was up there with Bailey, mm. and it was fishing line through with the big ones, and yes. it actually swims really naturally. You don't have the big jig head on the front, yep, yep. so it's a good option for clearer water or not in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, this this smaller one line through is unbelievable. Like yep. it's got a weight that goes through under its chin. Mm-hmm. You run, it comes in the packet, yep. goes through the, the through that, and then you tie a treble on the bottom. Now they're not out yet; we're still testing them, and, yep. and they seem to be working well. Do, so yep. there's a few cool colours coming. A couple ones I've got um, yeah. a few times. Yeah, perfect. How yeah, they're, they're so too. good. Yeah, perfect all around size. And they and they sink you naturally. Catch. They don't fall on their nose. They sort of fall yeah, on a sort smooth. of an angle. Yeah. So it, I and my, it represents a. I've been thinking about using the clear water. Um, it just represents a little ready so well. I think fish, you'd be able to trick them in, 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 the, in um, the clear lakes, I think. Yeah. Because it looks so much like a ready. When you rig it line through, the hook hides. And it's yeah. just like a perfect fish and, yeah, really natural. Really natural, mm. eh? And you, can, and you can just roll it and it just kicks along. Yeah. Um, and, Good. you know, it'll catch all size fish. That's why mm. I wanted to test it the other night. And mm. that's why we went to the dam wall. So yeah. the dam wall in Blaring, any wall in any lake, I, I guarantee he's going to have fish. Yep. So Eildon, you can fish Lake Eildon's wall. 
their malls will always have fish. The only issue is they get a lot of pressure. Yep. So you're going to catch more fish in areas that don't cop pressure if you can find those areas. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to test this small one on the wall because I know the small fish have just started to get active. Yep. So I thought I'll use this there and it'll catch any size fish. Um, and we moved into the wall and, and it's kind of a hard thing to fish in the dark. It's so hard to guess where you're casting to and yeah, I agree. Yeah. How, how quick the bank falls. Yeah, and then, yeah. If you, if you let it hit the bottom, you, every second time it hits the bottom, you get wedged in a rock. Yep. Um, but I just got to the wall. We are only there for 20 minutes and I was like, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to move. You know this yep. whole process we yeah, talk yeah. about all the time, we I'm do. not feeling okay. confident. Yep. The whole night was not feeling confident and Fair that's enough. why... Was it just really still? No. No. Nah. We had a bit of a breeze. Did you say right? Eh? I yep. prefer it still. I feel more okay. confident when it's still. Fair enough. But yep. then yep. It, it was too much of a breeze for me. Okay. So... On the wall was fine because the wind was True. going yeah, over us. Yeah, right. It was pretty glassed out then. So I was casting the wall and what I was doing is guessing, trying to get it as close as I could, mm -hmm. let it sink a little bit and before it hit the bottom, started winding, pause, yep. let it yep. sink and then wind it back out because the fish in the dark actually move away from the structure more than you think. And it wasn't far in and I got, we just, Ryan had snagged up and we went in to get it and I started cranking, I got the lure all the way back out to the boat and I started ripping it in quick yep. and just got absolutely smashed and drilled. I knew it was yeah. small because it hit really hard okay. yeah. and it loaded the big rod up yeah. and then he kind of popped up. Yeah. It, was, it was about 55 centimetres, yeah, right. yep. but hooked really well on the line yeah. through. Oh, good. Yep. And the other thing is the plastic slides up the line, yep. so there's no real way they yeah, can get leverage good. to throw uh, a hook. Good. So that was just with a single treble? Yep, just yeah, the treble perfect. that comes that's in the good, packet. That's good, that's good to say, yeah. Yeah, the BKK. That, that's perfect side for the fish just to bang, smack down. That, that hook will pop out and just it'll hook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the hook just sort of sits, mm. it slides down. Mm -hmm. So that's the first that's fish that's been caught on one of them. Um, I fished it for the rest of the night. And the other thing is, it's very light though, so it's very easy to cast mm. on any size yeah. rod. Were felt you, really different. Were you using what sort of rod? I was using the villain, the big heavy swim bait oh, rod, okay. so I could get distance. Right. Um, I'd prefer sort of an in-between rod, like a seven-foot rod. With like a smaller reel, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that, yeah, that yeah. kind of setup would be better. Yep. But I, you know, don't know that so well. I got the big stuff or just the river stuff. Fair enough, so, yep. it, it, a smaller rod would be a lot better for it. But I could still get some good distance with it. Um, yeah. Take a bit of getting used to casting because it's yep. a way, yeah, it's so yeah, much enough. lighter yep. than the big furies. But then we decided to move and we pick a bank. And the thing is, where you decide to fish makes a massive difference to your whole night because yeah, we picked the bank, yep. didn't quite feel right, we weren't drifting right. Um, couldn't quite get where I wanted to be and then when you did yep. you kind of snag a couple of times and the rest of the yeah. night just disappeared and it was freezing it was yeah, so right cold because yeah. it was those real cold nights that come through yep but yep. one thing I want to mention is I was up there with um, another guy that I, a mate that I've been introduced to through Mitch which is Hayden Kraus he was mm -hmm. up there and he actually was fishing with me for a while before Ryan got there yeah. I went to the wall he went to a bank where we usually fish and catch yeah. fish um, between Log Bridge and the Pines and he was fishing and as I landed my fish, I got a phone call, missed call from him. I called him back after I let it go, and he yep. caught an 88. Yeah, right. So he Very got an good. 88 on the Fury, and he was just casting diagonally in, sort of parallel but diagonal to the yep. bank, rocky bank, smashed it a couple awesome. ones in, Very good. 88 on a Fury, Very on the big good. ones, the 220s. Um, funny, the, funny you say that about the exact same time that they were caught um, mm. with my next, yeah. Yeah, with yeah, your next story that's mm. coming up. So that was my session a couple of weeks ago. Yep. You know, we worked till probably 11, then I got up early in the morning, and we had a crack early in the morning, yep. but, you know, you've got an hour, you pick one you bank, yep. give it a crack, yep. and then if you no fish, you, that's, yep, that's yeah, right. more than gone, yep, but that's, that's right. just the risk you take. Um, so that was my session, and then the week after. Yep, so we went up on a work night, Wednesday night, uh, mm. went up with Shay Thomas, one of your, you know, you know Shay, yep. Jim, Jim at Fella, um, and it was a pretty, 
bit of a last minute trip actually. I was telling him we were going to go, but I just wasn't sure which night. And I said, oh yeah, finish work on a reasonable hour, let's go. Uh, picked him up and got there before dark, which was good. I yep. love getting there before dark because you just you can just get, get in the rhythm a bit bit quicker. Um, and we started basically where we put in, um, around the steep banks there, around Log Creek, and just started working banks. And um, it would have been, when did we start fishing? Probably 6.30. What was your approach? What was your game plan for the night? I uh, just sort of wanted to get a fish on the board, really. Um, so your lures? Usually I would have, you know, sent it maybe somewhere on the other side, and I thought, it just—it it was a good afternoon, a bit of cloud about. Um, it was glass at the time when we launched, and it was just like one of them real good arvos. And I just thought we'll just stay here. It just it feels good here, looks good. Um, we'll just fish these steep banks, and my plan was just to work steep bank, steep bank, steep bank, and then maybe give the wall a crack later on, and then then come back and just stay stay close and just fish hard. And we started fishing at six thirty, worked a few steep banks, all was feeling good. Um, and a bit of wind, you know how wind comes out of creeks sort of thing. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, wind was coming out of this creek and it was sort of blowing around the corner. It was, it was coming out of the creek pretty hard and at this point we just we, we just went from one um, bank and shot across to a point that I haven't fished for a while actually, but it's a really good point. It looks good at this height as well. Yeah. Um, it and it, it was windy. So I, what I like to do when it's windy, um, just to help with your casting and driving, um, electric motor, f five, ten metres, spot lock. Um, the motor will adjust itself, bang, start casting, five casts each, 10 metres more. This is when it's windy because it's hard to drive. Um, 10 metres more, bang, spot lock, cast again. And so we just were doing this around this point. We only just got to the point. Is the wind, just a quick question, is the wind blowing into the point? So you're nosing the boat into the wind yeah. and you're spot locking and you're basically both standing at the back of the boat casting? It was a bit like that actually, yeah. yeah. So, well, it depends on which way the wind's blowing, but usually... In this situation? It... Uh, it was a bit like that, yeah. It was, yeah. Sort of, it was holding pretty well, pretty straight to the point because it sort of bent around. Yeah. A bit hard to explain, but because um, the spot lock holds obviously against the wind, yeah. which is, is fine because then you can just adjust and yeah. And, and sometimes moving even more than 10 metres, 15 metres, and spot lock. Um, and we sort of just went around the point and it was about 8 o'clock and uh, yeah, the wind was blowing. It just like a really good point. We were like right on the point, sitting about 12 metres of water, and Shay had a uh, mumbler on. Yeah, a pretty big one. What uh, even mean two fifty? Uh, so a pretty pretty big um, mumbler going for a bigger fish, and yeah, he hooked up at, at the boat, like underneath the boat, in about um, eight meters of water, and t actually took a real good run. And this was his first fish casting in the dam, and he was pumped. So yeah. and I said that's a good fish because it took a, took a run, good run at the start, and it popped up, and yeah, big fat seventy seven. Yeah, um, nice. And so yeah, he was happy as with that. I was happy as for him. Like that that already made the night. That just that fish. Um, so yeah, that was done and put it, you know, three minutes, whatever, put him back and the motor was still spot locked in the exact same spot on the point. Um, I had a plastic on, he yeah. had a mumbler, very next cast, he threw in, oh bang, missed him, he said that was a good hit. He, he Very next cast, yeah. On a mumbler? The same mumbler, yep. Yeah. He just put his fish back, first cast, right in near the bank, bang, missed him. No way. And I was like, fire out, how good's that? So I was like... No, nah, I'm taking the plastic off because that was, you know, just got, obviously they were working. Took my plastic off. He was had, had a couple casts, put the mud guts mumbler on, one cast, two casts, and it just felt you could just you could feel they were just on. And I, I, I was just casting at mid water and got crunched big time. Yeah. And, and on and took another good run as well. Like fought just like Shays, but you could tell it was a lot bigger fish. And 
yeah, popped up and it was 97. That's a good fish. Mm. It was good. It was good. So, you, so how was the cast? So, were you casting, working it, letting it hit the bottom? Yeah, uh, with or? that one, I wasn't. I was, it was on the roll. They were just, they were just on. You could just tell. So, did you keep the little near the bottom? Did you oh, let it, it sink? Was, yeah, let it sink, but just, oh, not even really, eh? Just casting, just sort of. I always mix it up, but at, yeah. at this time it was nearly mid ward column. Right. And you just come in at nowhere and just jammed it yeah. halfway back. and. So you mix it up. So I always mix it up, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when it's a bit like that, and, like, and they're on, you sort of just, yeah, you just tell. And, mm. Nice. Good. Yeah, good and, and would you say a mumbler is a better lure option when they're chewing? Is that why I you think so? Yep. Whereas a soft and, plastic. Um, why I had it on was because I said it was calm early in the night. I like using plastic when it's calm, when it's windy. Mumbler, just I feel like if there's a bit of chop around, a bit of colour, just that get that vibration going through the water. But if it's dead still, I'd re I'd rarely use a mumbler. Yeah, okay. Just okay. just doesn't feel just doesn't feel right. You yeah. know, it's real vibrating through the the silent night. Yeah, I'm sure it does work. I know, I know it works. But, oh yeah, yeah. But I, that's just how I, how I go. That's a confidence mm. thing for it you. Is. Yep. Because. It does make sense though, because when there's a lot of waves hitting the edges, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's noise. It is, yeah. So there's a lot of noise going yep. on. So the the mumbler sort of mixes in with it, mm -hmm. whereas a mumbler on a still night is just a bit out of it's out like of a paddler. Surface yeah, floor. it's it's the exact same. With like a um, wake snake and a paddler, it's the same. It's just loud. Yep. Yeah. yeah too loud. Right. Yeah. So that was a good fish you got. Yeah, real good. Crunched yeah. So obviously after we're done there, um, we were happy. <laughs> that was like three. What was it? Three hits in six casts. We got two of them. Shay's first one casting and blaring. Yeah. And then my first big one what in time a was couple that? months. Eight o'clock. So, uh, so from eight o'clock to about eight fifteen, three fish. I mean two fish. Did you have three hits? No, nah, no. Nah, we fished. Sort of the. I uh, fished the point for a little bit more. Um, no good. And then just sort of worked worked the bank and left about ten ten thirty. We find that eh? that okay, they go through these weird bites. Remember last uh, year in yeah. spring? I talked about it in that last article. It's it it's definitely happens. Yeah. This is random. Bang 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 yeah. bang. And you. Can't pick it. They just, yeah. They're real weird. Yeah, but that was definitely a bite period. There was something going on then. <laughs> on that point, like one point, pretty much in the exact same spot. Yeah, three and fish. And they're all chilling there. Bang. Yeah. Six casts. It's done. Especially when you go so many hours and you just where are they? Where are they? Then you get that in twenty minutes. We just sat back and going, how good was that? Like yeah. we, were, we were just both so pumped because, yeah, it was a good moment. Shay loved it. It was good. That's what you want. Mm. That's what you want. That's the go. And then so since then, so that was a trip to Blair and you did. Yep. I did a trip to Blaring, so... Oh, know, that was on Wednesday, you went Friday. Yeah, so I went Friday and I was spending the day filming up there, so I spent a bit of time flying the drone around, mm -hmm. um, didn't fish a whole heap. What I wanted to do was sight fish for yellows, so I had the fly rod and I was looking for them because the week yep. before, that cod trip, when I caught the little one, yep. we spotted five or six yellows sitting really shallow yeah. in an hour, but yeah, right. it was windy, so it was hard to see them, so I thought I'll do it next week, mm -hmm. and this was a glassy day, so I thought I'll be able to get up there sight them, see mm -hmm. them, cast to them, mm -hmm. could not see a single yellow. Yeah. And I did it for an hour and a bit and then I did it later on in the day. Could not find a yellow. But what was crazy was, if you had seen the video I posted on social media of the carp, they were everywhere. And the week before, did not see a single carp. And this right. week, they were just breeding right. and spawning. Mm -hmm. And I've never actually, I've fished that all my life yep. and never actually been there on the day or the week that they spawn. Right. And it must be a temperature thing that as soon as the temperature gets right, Bang, they spawn. Because mm -hmm. I did not see a single carp, and I reckon I saw 200 plus single for the day. Yeah. So, no, the day, the week before, sorry. This week before, I didn't see a single carp. Yep. This weekend, didn't see I saw 200 of them. Thing is, the week yeah. the week before, when I didn't see a carp, I saw a heap of yellows. Yep. This week, the carp were everywhere in the shallows, yep. whether they were spooking mm -hmm. the yellows. You'd I think, think they would be. Yeah. I think it's the fact that the water temperature's got to a 
to whatever temp that the carp go, right, we need to spawn, yep. start spawning. Yep. And because it's warmed up enough, I think the yellows are actually starting to feed now mm -hmm. and the water's warm mm -hmm. enough down further and yep. they're feeding down yep. there. And the food probably isn't um, on the edges as much as maybe it was and they start to push. Mm. Yeah, mm. well the yellows... Well, the, the carp would have to have something to do with it because there's no way that you know, you see yellows swimming around with the carpet, you know, going crazy. Like, yeah, no. So, well, the week before, the yellows were sitting. Like, they were sitting yeah, still right. in the weed. In the weed yep. So, they were warming up. They weren't yep. feeding. But now the weed would be all mucked up and there'd be carp swimming through the weed and making it dirty. Was the water dirty? Uh, in patches. It, it, where when the it's thick. Were. Like, I know when yeah. Dad was explaining um, it was where, where he was, it was just like white water. They were just going crazy. I know you didn't see this, yeah. the video, but Dad seen the exact same and he said it was just, like, there's no way there's going to be yellows up in amongst that. No. They're going to be where the carp aren't. Um, and like that dad got him in shallow so it's sort of you know you don't really can't really tell but yeah dad got him in under three meters but, yeah um didn't really talk to him about it but probably where the carp weren't yeah yeah mm. yeah so the so the yellows are switched on within the week um mm. i reckon yep. and they don't need to sun themselves anymore they're actually out feeding yep. so they're not going to be yep, that's right quite that shallow so anyway the the, the carp were going mad, I've never seen it, and they were chasing each other and balling up. Yeah, and, well. and I bet I'll go up this weekend and they'll all have done. Yeah, they'll be finished. Probably right, yep. Because it's just weird. And, and natives would go through that same process, mm. but you just don't see that kind of stuff because they're, yeah, they're down deep. Yep, true. So, anyway, that, that was the trip. In. And your old man was there. So he, he was there that weekend, Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, he's at opposite end of you. And yeah, he got 12. So you got 12 yep. yellows. Yep. It's about half, half, a few on lures. I think four of them were trolling Nils Masters, which were a shallow dive and hard body, pretty long one. Um, during the day? During the day, yep. Trolling any bank specifically, like just grassy banks? Or uh, like yeah, rocky pretty points, flat. Or? Like I said, he was fishing under three metres. Uh, he hooked one carp in the tail, <laughs> so there's obviously still carp about. Uh, and yeah, but the, he, he, did, he did pretty well. He got two Carson uh, twiggy trees, which would be the go-to technique for this time of year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good to see. And a few on lures anyway. The lures casting, were they anything particular? Uh, one was like a, one was a plastic and one was like a soft vibe, black soft, soft vibe. Yeah, he, he reckons he was ripping it pretty hard, yeah. which I was a bit surprised about, not, not a very subtle. Um, he said he actually, it was his fourth cast using it and he didn't even feel confident. He's like, no, nah, there's no way this will happen. And sure enough, you know, this big grip he reckons and yeah, one come out and smash it. So, <laughs> that's um, good, eh? They're, they're still good. Like, it's good to see. If that was a month ago, that wouldn't happen. You know, no. they're, they're, they're not going but they're they're feeding they're starting sure. to yeah. so, so the next obviously few weeks. maybe you know there's only a few of them that start to feed a few in a bit, a bit later um but you know there's going to be a time where they're all going to be feeding and that's, yeah. where we, that's when we're going to be up there and so that's when we're going to nail them next weekend it, from now on if you're going to chase yellows yeah blank, i think if, you, yeah, if you're going to be there this this weekend or yeah yeah, I think they, they should be going. Yeah, they should chew. The water was fifteen. Yep. Not, and a not, half. not um, going chewing hard. as in like starting to school up and spawn. Just, just they're going to be starting to eat. Catchable, catchable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And if you're going to fish, I would look for the twiggy trees. Yep. I would. Uh, you could hop rocky banks to try and find them. You might get them, but I don't think might. you will. Yeah. The twiggy trees is where they'll mm -hmm. feed. So any balls mm -hmm. of standing mm -hmm. trees. And obviously, the old man was finding them just on shallow grassy points and yeah. just little bays yep. and that trolling. And yep. trolling is good because you can cover that area. Yeah, it is. Yep. So. So, yeah, that, well. that's key. So, yeah, blaring definitely with crack. And the same thing, all the dams will start to feed for yellows. They'll all start chewing now. Will. So, now I want to talk about a trip you did to the river. Yep. So, tell us how that, that sounded like an awesome trip. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. I was, um, I've had a good session in the river for ages, and it was only an Arvo session. Um, sort of got this one stretch that 
is like it's just perfect for an arbo session you know we were only there for four hours and got there at one o'clock left at five and yeah managed eight yellers between, good, between eh? two of us in the boat um all on jackal tan 60s so how do you for, for people who, who are probably thinking how do you fish a jackal mm-hmm. in a river uh you just got to be careful with how you cast and you can't be casting anywhere um surprisingly enough we still had both trebles on yeah um, both us both have both trebles on i snagging wasn't a problem at, at all i didn't see we snagged that maybe a little bit more but you just got to be careful you just got to pay pay attention to where you're casting um there's a fair bit of rocky uh sections. rocky sections where i was fishing which obviously helps because you know and um you don't get snagged as much on the rocks but um yeah i was surprised actually how less we yeah, we didn't snag little little yeah, yeah a little bit snow so yeah. when you cast in because like a lipless crankbait like that it'll hit the water and plummet pretty quick yeah you, so did you cast in click it in and sort of just let it swing down sort of yeah just sort of flicking in and cast it straight away like they were on obviously so we didn't have to really work in the hole we just sort of casting in and you know get, getting it out of there trying to keep a mid-water column and so you're rolling it through mid-water column yeah hop stop, uh, stop start a, f- a, f- a few little hops and stops but yeah, just sort of adjusting to what what we were fishing. You know, if it's a real snaggy area, keep it keep it pretty high. But um, yep. in most cases, yeah, it worked fine, and they were they were on. That's for sure. And do you just do you roll it quick enough so you can feel it vibrating? Yeah, usually. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yep. they're pretty good. So if I was fishing the dam in clear water, it was clear here, but dam fish are different. I, I hate rattles in the jackals in dams yep. in the clear water because it just it just doesn't feel right. But in the river, I was making, trying to make it as rattle as much as I could yep. because. They, they're just so aggressive. They, they're flying out of the logs and hearing the rattle, and I feel like that could have even been the key to why we didn't have to be right in there. You know, they might hear the rattle three or four metres away and they're flying out of their snags to get it. When they're on, they're ja- on. jackals are key. And it's something that I haven't used much before, and I know you haven't much either, nah. but I've got total confidence in them now. Like, if I was to go tomorrow, I'd tie it straight on. Yeah, right. Mm. And, I, and I fished a spinnerbait, would have done 50 casts with one. Spin away. Yep, I didn't get a hit. And then you swapped because you made. Sorry, I got one hit on a spin away. But uh, yeah, my mate at the start of the trip said, um, Benny Roberts said, um, yeah, how about you? I start for Jackal and you start for spin away. And I said, oh, yeah, right, that's probably not a bad idea. And in the first 45 minutes, he got two, and that was in the middle of the day. I said, far out, I'll better change because he's going to start, <laughs> start fogging me here. And yeah, he ended up getting five, and I only got three. So and I think session. the thing you said about the rattle is that in a river environment, there's a lot going on. And mm. there's a lot, mm. there's a lot going on, mm. and, and it's dirty. Like the waters, even though it's clear, it's dirty. Yeah, yeah it's so compared to. And there's currents and, and noises, and yeah. there's a lot going on. Yeah. So, and they've, their feeding habits are quick. It's like bang, yes. there, I got to eat. Yep. Something comes past, bang, I got to grab it. Otherwise, it's gone. Mm-hmm. In a dam, it's that clear, that open. They got so much time, you know. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And something we talk about a bit um, with, we didn't even get one follow all trip. You know how. When Robbo got them two, two first fish and they were just boom, smashed it. I was like, we're on for a good session here because there was no, no second guessing, following to the boat, Taps. anything like that. And there was actually one fish I caught, it was my biggest one, followed me, no, sorry, hit me twice, followed me once right to the boat. And I basically pulled the jackal out of his mouth and then got him on the fourth. Wow. So that, when that's happening, you know, yeah. they're on like... Yeah, that was one of one of the best ones actually. Because we've done sessions, hey, where we went uh, early September last mm-hmm. year before, and you'd get one, two, three follows. You're like, oh, this ain't good. Yeah, it's it's, ne- it's never good when it's, when you're getting follows. No, no. Not you, you wanted to be smashed it straight away, and that fish was just I couldn't believe it when he followed me right to the boat. I'd seen his mouth open, and I 
silly enough, like pretty much just pulled it out of his mouth and he just went, boom, rolled. I said, oh, no, that'll be it for sure. Cast it back in there. And when, they, when they're like that, you don't have to put it on the bottom. You just chuck it in. If it's, yeah. if it's half a metre under, they're just there, like waiting, waiting, boom. Yeah. They, they're and, quite confident, oh. aren't they? Yellows will come out and swim around. Oh, yeah. They, so if there's food, they're out at the boat and then yeah. they're on their way back. Yep. But if you cast anywhere, they'll mm-hmm. find it and they'll yep. turn around oh, and beeline they, for they, it. They, they know how it's done, yeah. You know what it's like? It, I've always said this in the river. If you ever get a tap or a hit that isn't a hookup, 100% or 90% of the time they'll come back very next cast. Yeah. The exact same spot, they'll every time. Come yeah, back. Yeah. Whether it's a cod or a yellow, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's better on the when you're bank walking because you're stationary in the same spot. Yeah. In the boat, you can half stuff up yourself if you put the motor over where you just got hit. Yeah. But usually if you if you cast and, you know, lock, lock that one, I was spot locked at the time and bang, hit, oh, I missed him. Oh, I missed him again. Then you come back. That's and crazy. I said, oh, no, there's no way we'll come back this time. Bang, here we are, on. So why do you think they're chewing so much? Is it, is it, it's water temperature? We, that was the best long weekend in ages. Like, it was like 30, what was it on Friday? 36? 30, 30, no, 30. sorry, on Sunday it was 33, sorry, yeah. yeah. 33. Um, so you're saying... That might have even been... I think it might have even been um, hotter down, down our way. But yeah, right. It was, Sunday was really hot and Monday was 27, 20, yeah. yeah, something like that. And, you know, warm weather. Bang, so it's warm weather. Yep, so straight away. Temperature's a massive contributor yep. to fish four, feeding. Four hot days and I got it right at the end of the hot days. So the water tank would have spiked, like, no tomorrow and they were just That's chilling. That's perfect. Yep, perfect. Four hours, eight fish. It's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and obviously there's the other end of the scale. If the temperature rises from premium to too hot, then they're going to shut down. Spot but on. if it comes down from being hot to nice mm-hmm. really quick, mm-hmm. that's probably not key. Nah, it nah. needs to be from cool to hot. Yep. Cool yeah, to perfect. Especially the yellows, they just click a switch. and um, Yeah, you know what it's like with the yellows in... in um, they can shut down pretty quick, so yeah. But it's, I was surprised we got no cod, to be honest. Even though we're casting jackals, yellow, perfect yellow lure, but there's a lot of cod in them sections, and didn't even look like anyone. So yeah, and it could be that thing surprise. That your lures weren't as close to the timber. True, like if you could pushed be. a hard yep. body right in grinding. True, you know, cod yep. aren't as confident yep. to come out at all. Yep. No way. Well, I was, I was more than happy with that. Like, yeah. So that's now uh, worked twelve fish. I've caught in a oh, pretty similar area, but twelve fish have caught. No, not one cod. Yeah. From that um, in the bank, last bank, couple of trips, two trips. Yep. Bank walking session the other day, we got five yellows. Yeah, right. Between three of us, but yeah. And do you reckon it'll? Do you reckon the yellow fishing will get better in the next couple of weeks, or do you reckon that's as good as it'll get? No, nah, I think it'll stay pretty. I pretty don't consistent. think it gets much better than that where yeah. I fish, but yeah, it'll stay good. Well, yeah. I know we had a cool day yesterday, but it's fine. I think it's fine now. The water temps up, and I'm keen to hit it as much as I can over the next yeah. t- two months. Yeah, before, okay. before it gets too hot, because when the um, it's, it helps um, that the river's low, but um, it, because it's low, it's going to warm up quicker and then it, it's going to shut down quicker. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, eh? so, it is a bit of a shame. And there's no water, so it's not going to come up this year. No, no, not, not, not. There's not enough water in Bowen no, Jack. No, there's not. There's so, not. No. So there's not much water in both Bowen Jack and Blairing. Blairing's written out a little bit, but, but yeah, it's not going to come yeah, up. I'd say they'll probably even drop Blairing um, this summer so at some time. Um, they usually have it um, high for trout opening anyway, don't they, usually? Yeah, sure. oh, it's because irrigation's more yeah. important than trout. Yeah. So irrigation started, but, it's hot, water's coming out. But when it's, if we have a harsh summer lot they're expecting, they can't afford to let 
keep letting that much out of tournament. Well, no, nah, they'll let it out for a bit now, and then it's running at three and a half thousand, three thousand eight hundred meg, and in summer they usually run it at eight thousand, so it I won't just, get to eight thousand. I don't it think so. It might sit at what it's at now. It yeah, might just it stay might, at what yeah, it's it might, at. Yeah, because they've got fifty-five percent in Blang, but they do have water up the hill. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why. That's why. But um, because Barangjuk's so rain dependent. Yeah, Barangjuk's all rain. That's it right. comes from some of the snowy dams. It takes a lot longer to get around and come down, but yeah. So, Blaring actually the last week has gone down, up, down, up, down, up. Like really, oh, really it small. Right, yeah. really, normally it's a full down trend, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's gone, they've let a little bit out, they've let it in, let right. it out, let it, not okay. much, like within a percent. Okay. It's just gone up, down, up, down. So, it's been stable, but up and down. If you were oh, there, it's probably gone up and down a foot. Okay. Yep. At the dam. Fair enough, yeah. So, to a fish, it's been stable. That's the other one I want to talk about is. Do fish in the dams, before we finish up, a couple of questions. Do fish sit, what I want to know is in a dam, do fish sit shallow and or deep? Like do they just sit in one area or the other or do they sit in all areas? And the reason I ask is because I know a fellow who's been up there catching fish on fly at Blaring and right. having good success okay. fishing shallow. Okay. Sometimes we fish right, we use the same lure. And the, say, for example, these plastics or these mumblers, they're too heavy really to be fished shallow effectively because they just smash into the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then we start catching fish in deep. So when we cast in shallow and they make a massive splash, you know, we fish them down and boom, oh, yeah, we get the fish in six or seven metres. Oh, that's yep. where they are. Yep. Do you think the fish are actually shallow too? Because I know they, they push shallow in the dark, but do you think we're not using the right lures to approach them? Well, it, well, yeah. You, you, there's going to be more fish deep this time of year, so well, I don't think we're using the wrong lures because we're trying to target that deep water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I know what you're saying. Maybe. Yeah, I'm just. But it's funny. You catch, you'll catch a fish like Shay's fish the other night. He caught the fish right under the boat, and then the very next cast got a hit in three metres of water. Yeah. So they yeah, are spread out. When they, when they're biting, they've got to be cruising. But um, yeah, I guess when they're like, it's not like they're when they're feeding, they're just going. Right on seven meters, all on the bank. No, nah, you know, right. they're going up, going down. They're, 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 they're mixing and, it up. Like, and when we the think the water temps not going to change dramatically from nine meters to five meters, like it's not. Mm. It's not like they. Mm. And when we and when we think, oh yeah, they're all deep tonight. It, it takes the fish two seconds to swim from deep. To yeah, south. that's right. Yeah. So it could change every half an hour. That's true. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's it's kind. Of, I always thought maybe maybe because then it, the times of the year when we're targeting the fish shallow, we actually use the right lures to fish shallow, and it's hard to have one lure that fishes all depths, eh? It is, yeah. yeah. So if you're looking for fish in that deeper column of water, make yeah. sure you've got the right lure for that situation. Yeah, well, the, the mumbles aren't too bad, to be honest. I think maybe that's why they are um, as they, they're working so well. They they flutter quite well. They're not like a spinnerbait and take ages, just be, but they're a mix between a plastic and a spinnerbait. Yeah, and they they flutter pretty well, so you know they're going to hit the bottom pretty quick in one or two meters of water. But really, this time of year, that that's fine because you're going to yeah. be working it, and, you know, working for that prime depth, which is you know this time of year five to eight. Yeah, I'll you know, say. Yeah, for God, and yeah. the and the thing is, this goes for Copeton, Eildon, Blaring. Yep. they're the only places we can do this. Yeah, uh, and right. a few in Queensland as well. Yes. So it's more yellows is what we're after in dams. And now is when they'll start to school up on banks. So if come, not now, but if you listen to this podcast within the next three weeks after listening to this episode. Our next one. Our next one, early November, hmm. you and I will sit down and talk about fishing. And hopefully we've had a couple of sessions where we can tell you what we've done to to make it happen. Yeah, because it's, yeah, when they're on up in certain dams that they're on. And they're on at Windermere and wherever now, but yeah. 
ourselves we'll start catching we'll, catch we'll start catching them soon hopefully. down around home and around where we are yeah, yeah exactly i'm doing a trip to eildon between now and that podcast very good so i'll let you know how that goes yeah, um that's a that's a fairly solid trip really interesting to see how that goes actually because it's yeah like you said it takes a bit longer but um they won't yeah, be firing. when's the trip uh late october no yeah it should be right yeah they'll be biting but yep. they, won't they won't be firing, firing. but yep. i know a few good areas that they start to school up so i'll go see if they're there yep. if they're not schooling up on these points means they're still in the timber still in the back of the bays, still in those shallowish areas. Very good, yep. And then come later in the year, they'll start to just school up in masses on these rocky points. Yep. It's they insane yeah, fishing. It's so good, can't wait. It's We've been talking about now for so long, and now it's here, and the fishing's good, so... you got to make the most it's of it. Ca it's come from, like I was saying to a couple of my mates, it's come from a month ago, oh, where do we fish? There's not really much going on. <laughs> but now, like, oh, damn river, you know, where do we go? It's so yeah. It just goes from not much going on to heats of options, and we can just go anywhere in there. Wherever you go, you're going to have a bit of success. So Victoria, New South Wales, Mr. Trout. Yep, trout, trout. Bass are going crazy. Bass, yeah, yep. Because it's it's perfect yep. season to catch bass yep. now. You've got the cod, cod in, the in the dams. You can yep. fish for cod. Yep, and then yellows, yellows. basically everywhere now. Now's the time. Yellows are insane. So yep. any any particular colours that we're working on the river? Uh, uh, Robbo got all these fish on one colour. It was black with red. Tail? No, nah, no, nah, just like a red. Uh, it's a bit of a funny colour actually like a red pattern like shape on it yeah a red shape yeah yeah. I know so, the colour yeah, you're yeah, talking about yeah you got five on that and then uh, what do I use like a, a black as well uh, yeah black and a purple so dark darker yeah not really dark but I just want to say to him it doesn't really matter I don't think I think we would have caught him on everything yeah 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 I, I would I would prefer a dark colour yeah especially yeah. with a lure that you can't hang there like a hard body because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's moving quick mm -hmm. they can find it quicker mm -hmm. Dark shapes. Yep. That's yep. just my personal opinion. Yep. I'm not sure. I haven't really used it enough, but was the rattle the key? Maybe. I think so. Mm. I think if so they're too. chewing. Yep. If yeah. they're chewing, if it's they're the chewing. only time. Especially yellows. Like, when they're going to see if they were that size, rattling, going past them quick, they just—it's just their instinct. So they can't resist it. Yeah. And I'm—it's funny. We haven't used them much, but like I said, yeah, I've got so much confidence in it. If if you've got a waterway where you can. You know, not snag up too much, and you're fishing in a boat. But that's another thing. I wouldn't use them off the bank. You just you lose too many. You wouldn't. Yeah, it'd be expensive couple trips, like, you know, <laughs> unless you got a lot of jackals. But you know, myself yeah. and any and limitless crankbait. Yeah, work, yeah, eh? that's right. Anything that yeah, rattles I, I, cranks. I'd, I'd be confident to go tomorrow and then use a what are they, Kokodas or whatever. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's it, it's not just the jackal that, no. that's getting them. That's just what we use. But um, anyway. anything, you know, yeah. then ballistas, they, they wouldn't work fine. Probably. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't have worried me changing. It's just. Yeah, that's what you had on. Yeah, and it. and another tip: if you do try this and you do snag, hold the lure, the nose up. We talked about this tip in the in the Windermere episode, yep. and just cut the front point mm. facing treble off. Mm -hmm. And if that still snags too much, you can get singles. You can yep. put singles on them. Yep. Um, not going to hook up as well, but they're going to ride the timber yep. really well. So they're just some tips if yep. you are going to use these lures in heavy timber. Yeah, it's more so just don't. Just fish calmly. Just if you get a snag, don't go. Oh shit! And just rake the shit out of it. That just makes it so much worse. Just, just if, if you got your rod tip high, just you know, jiggle just it. jiggle it. Oh no, it's not coming. Just go over to it, the other side of it. Bang! It'll pop off. If it doesn't pop off, um, put your rod tip down, whatever. But we didn't have too many travels fishing. You know, calm and yeah. Know, just so not, that's yeah. a massive tip for any lure though. Just be oh, real soft. Just don't don't yeah. set the hook in the log. It, there's nothing worse than seeing someone getting a snag and just reefing it more into it. Just like <laughs> no, that's just made it a lot worse because you just gotta. Just, I usually start with oh snag, rod tip high, flick flick, not coming, hit the rod tip, hit the rod, 
the, um, butt. the butt of the rod. No, not come. And then I'll might flick it with the line or whatever. And then I go, no, nah, right, I won't, won't push it in anymore. We'll go over to it and uh, seven to the time, you go to the other side of it, bang, pop it off, and yeah, just you're, you're sweet. Most of the time, it's just wedge the right yeah, way. Yeah, and and that goes a lot with confidence with fishing. And if if you're new to fishing or you're starting to get into it, that confidence will come. You, you'll mm-hmm. feel it'll yeah, grow, and you'll right. know how to do those. Those things will come naturally. Yeah. Sort of practice. Exactly. Anyway, that's uh, that's the episode done, mate. That was a, f- a fair bunch of tips from recent things we've been doing. We just mm-hmm. like to mix up the topics rather than just that's talking about fine. one particular topic. Certainly. You know, hopefully you can gain something out of that. Overall, next topic yep. we'll do will be on those yellows schooling in the dams yep. on the rocky points because yep. uh, we'll be right on prime time for that. Yep, I'll do be. another episode on trout. Um, and I've got an interview coming up soon with a couple of really good people. So awesome. lots yeah. of tips, lots Very of tips. Good. Right, Tom. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for that. Have a good one. Appreciate it, mate. And um, I'll you. see you next time. And there you have it, guys. Another episode packed with plenty of content on freshwater fishing. I really hope you have been enjoying them and please keep your feedback coming through. The more we get, the better and we can tailor these episodes to suit your needs. We want to create content that you want to listen to so please send through your feedback. Jump on the free SF accounts and send through your listener questions and your feedback through there. Let us know what you want. As always, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and leave your comments there. If you listen to us and you have an Instagram page, take a screenshot of where you're listening to the episode tag us in your story and let us know where you are listening to the episodes from if you haven't already jump onto the social fishing website create an account and access the free freshwater mini series this is a four-part series it's action-packed and full of content that will help you out on the water go give it a look and if you're keen to learn more just go grab yourself a copy of one of the Complete Guide series. It's action-packed, full of content that will teach you how to catch fish. Or even grab them as the full pack and you can save. Plus, one thing I also wanted to mention is the Platinum Pack in the Complete Guide series. It includes all of them plus bonus content And one of the bonus things is a barometric pressure video. So it's where I sit down and cover everything you need to know and understand about barometric pressure and how it will help you on the water, how you can read it properly and how to pick the best times to go fishing. Really worth checking out. And also guys, if you have any questions about the series or anything else that we produce, just send me a message. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have. That's it for today's episode. Once again, I do hope you enjoyed it and learnt lots from the chat between Talos and myself. You'll be hearing from me next week. So in the meantime, good luck with your sessions and I'll be talking to you very soon.